And I feel like until I got to this healed place, this place where I'm progressively healing, I couldn't think highly of me. I couldn't give myself permission to be loved by God. I felt like there was something wrong with me or I wasn't enough or I couldn't move or do what he wanted me to or be who I needed to be in order to be enough to be loved by God. I subconsciously thought that because I'd walk around like I know God loves me, but at the end of the day, I still had this thing in me that was like, ugh, how could you love me? And that's shame, you know, until you're self-aware enough to address the things in you that are keeping you from further surrendering, further obtaining the things that God has for you. Because we think surrender just means to, oh, start acting right. Mm, sure. But surrendering is giving your heart to God so you can live with him day to day. Like I'm surrendered to God. Hey, love. Welcome to Her Promise Circle podcast, a safe space to come as you are to receive the word you need to help you continue on your journey to healing, growth, and walking confidently into God's purpose for your life. It's full of all the things that you'll need to live boldly as the woman God created you to be. I'm your host and founder of Her Promise Circle, Mikkel. Get connected, let us support you where you are right now and where you're going. Hey ladies, welcome back to the Her Promise Circle podcast. I am your host and founder of CEO. <laughs> hey ladies. Hey ladies, welcome back to the Her Promise Circle podcast. I am your host, Mikkel. I'm also the founder and CEO of Her Promise Circle Women's Wellness Community. We are faith-based. We are focused on providing resources and a safe space for women to grow, heal, and get closer to God together. If it's your first time, welcome and strap up because it's going to be a bumpy ride. It always is, but you get used to it. You enjoy it, right, girlies that have been here? Or so that's what they tell me. <laughs> because we keep it raw. We keep it real. We address what Mikkel is going through for the week. And she shares her insights as to how God is just holding her hand and sometimes pulling her through the things of life. <laughs> That's literally what it feels like. So today I actually have a verse for us to start with because it actually came to my remembrance after I sort of came to this revelation. And when I say revelation, it's normally things that you subconsciously know, but until it creeps into your everyday conscious, you're like, oh, I I really wasn't aware of that. Like, that's what that is. That's sort of what revelation feels like to me. It's like, I know, but I don't apply it, right? And until it becomes part of our everyday daily life, it's just there. It's just knowledge. And getting words of knowledge and getting advice or getting things that God is using to move you forward you can get them a year before you actually understand and comprehend. You can get them two years, three years, 10 years before you actually understand and comprehend. It takes time because there's things he has to teach you in between gaining the knowledge and applying the revelation of it. Because applying the revelation of it comes from understanding. And if you don't understand what it is he's trying to tell you, it's really hard to comprehend and apply it to your regular life. So let's get into it. So this episode is titled, God wasn't telling me no, I was. Child, okay. <laughs> so, you know, we've been talking about giving ourselves permission. 
what are we available for, right? We've been talking about how important our identity is as to how we show up as women of God, how we show up as who God created us to be, how we show up in our daily, everyday lives, in our everyday habits. We've been talking about making ourselves available to the things that we are praying for and coming into alignment with them so you're not canceling out your prayer or blocking your blessings. We talked about how for a long time, we know what we desire, but they get perverted and skewed by our past and voices and experiences that we have that make us believe we can't have the thing we desire. And so then as humans, we act out. <laughs> we act out of pain. We act out of trauma. We act out of unforgiveness and bitterness. We act out of the things that have left us jaded in some way. And so becoming an adult, okay, after that prefrontal cortex starts to grow, girl, like I can literally mark the exact date on my Facebook statuses where I started to realize things and become a person. I swear it's like, what was going on? Um, but if you, once you grow and live enough life, it's like a switch turns on. It's like your brain is like, whoa, what are we doing? I don't want to live like this anymore. And we need to change. We need to grow. And so I feel like once you push past that, once you start to sift through the things that are self-sabotaging, the things that are holding you back, the things that God reveals to you that are blocks between you and him and blocks between what you're praying for, then it becomes clear that he has great things for you. It's just that you need to partner with him and start moving. So a big revelation I got in my life is my part in what God is doing in my life. I feel like old school church kind of programmed us to spiritually bypass. And Sarah Jakes Roberts talks about this. You should look it up. Um, I think they have like a whole episode on it on her Woman Evolve podcast. And I'm sure you can find it if you search it in YouTube sermons and stuff like that in the more modern age, right, of church. But spiritual bypass is essentially giving it to God and sitting and waiting. Um, not accrediting logic to the things that are going on in our lives. The Lord, our God, granted us with intelligence. There's actually a verse that says he grants us with understanding. He gives us the knowledge, the wisdom, and grants us with the ability to understand it. And so to me, that's revelation in essence. And I feel like the old school church programmed us to, oh, you're feeling anxious and depressed? Pray about it, period. <laughs> oh, you're going through a breakup? You get three days to kind of cry about it? Get over it. Okay, you have a full-time job, but you just lost a family member that's close to you? You get two days of bereavement, and we expect to see you back. It's very much that boomer mindset, and I'm sorry to my boomers listening that are woke and ready and healed, but... It's very much that mindset of get up and go and keep going because that is what they had to do. They didn't have the knowledge of therapy. They didn't have the knowledge of working through the things you've been through. They didn't have the knowledge of that. They just knew that life had to keep going. These bills need to be paid. These kids need to be fed and go to school. And I need to be the woman that's ready and available to do all the things that I have to do throughout the day. Take care of a husband, take care of a man, whatever it was in the, in the situation. Take care of kids, take care of the job, have everything cooked and cleaned. And, and so women didn't have time to process 
They were just moving, making things shake in the daily lives of their children and their husbands. That's like what they did. They took care of everybody. And so to them, having what is time to yourself? What is taking time to process? What is going to therapy? What is self-care? They don't know because they were never granted the grace that we are in this generation to have so many resources available to us to take care of ourselves, to actually grow, to actually sit with these painful feelings and thoughts and experiences that have happened to us in our lives. We can actually sit with the things that have happened to us and understand that we can work through them so they don't affect the rest of our lives. And I feel like people in that older generation are stuck emotionally at a place that they stopped developing. And we were raised by these people. Okay. Depends how old you were. I don't know if Gen X is like this or not, but they were raised by those people. So <laughs> it depends on if they took advantage of therapy and everything like that. And also in this season of me healing and growing, my healing is also transferring to my mother because it's it's helping us to grow our relationship and also to heal from things. It's helping me to be able to be self-aware enough to address things that we've been through together, things that have happened to me in my past, things that actually affected me to the point in, in adulthood. And becoming self-aware is a blessing and a curse because, baby, you can no longer function on autopilot. You can no longer move and shake on autopilot based on your trauma and fear rejection things that have happened to you that were painful you can't live like that when you're self-aware when you're self-aware moving in autopilot does not work anymore because now you're aware as to why you're moving the way you do now you're aware as to why your relationships don't work out the way you'd like them to now you're aware that you speak against the things you actually desire now you're aware that your relationship with God could be better and brighter if you applied yourself a little more. You're aware. You're aware that you harbor bitterness and resentment and you don't want it. Self-awareness isn't beating yourself up. Self-awareness is giving yourself the grace to be a human being who is experiencing emotions and feelings based on the things that she or he has gone through in their lives. You are now aware that because you were traumatized at a young age, you now don't trust people in your adult life. It's hard for you to connect with people in your adult life. It's hard for you to not be defensive when someone comes to you with constructive criticism. It's hard for you. And once you're self-aware, it is now up to you, babe to put the work in to unlearn these things so that you don't continue living a life based out of trauma. Jesus didn't die so that you live a life every day based out of what you've been through that hurt you when you weren't so close to him. We are new creatures. We are new creations in him. The old is passed it away. The new is coming, right? And my favorite verse in Isaiah, that's like, I am doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? Are you aware that you are no longer this person that operates from her past and from pain, but operates from a place of freedom and forgiveness and the peace that God has allotted you and the joy that God has allotted you and the healing that God has allotted you? You're not operating in a past mentality. You at 20 cannot be you at 30. And that takes sitting and facing yourself and recounting things you've been through, 
sitting with uncomfortable habits, sitting with uncomfortable feelings, sitting with the pain, sitting with unforgiveness, sitting with the bitterness, sitting with the fact that you may have been jealous, sitting with the fact that your mother hurt you when you were young, sitting with the fact that someone who's supposed to love you treated you badly, sitting with that, sitting with shame, sitting with fear, sitting with worry, sitting with what you have always repressed with your favorite vice, and everyone has one, drinking, smoking, vaping, you know, that's the new thing now. It's casual sex, okay, hookups, whatever, relationships, you name it, the vice. And instead of repressing, you now have to face that thing, unpack it, overcome it, and live from a healed whole place. This is why you should not get into a relationship before you are in a heal, healed whole place. Because A, what happens if you outgrow this person because you get ready to heal and grow? And B, you're attracting someone else who is not healed and whole, who has not unpacked their mess. So now you're not only dealing with your mess, but their mess. You're not only treating them out of your trauma, but they're treating you out of their trauma. This is why you should not connect before you do the work. And I'm not saying you have to be perfect before you connect and be in relationship, but you must be on your way. You must be aware of your mess. Or it's not going to work, baby. If you connected with someone before you were healing and growing and they're not on their healing and growing journey as well, they're not able to take accountability. They're not able to be self-aware as to what they're doing. Girl, I'm going to outgrow them very quickly. And guess what? The Bible says bad company corrupts good morals. So it's none of that. Well, I'm healing and growing, so I'm going to help him heal and grow. It's none of that because it never happens that way. They will drag you down to the pit of their past. Okay. Every time. Been there. Done that. Don't recommend. <laughs> Strongly one out of 10. Like negative one out of 10. Don't recommend. And I wish these, these are things that I wish I knew younger. Like I feel like when I get on here, I'm just telling y'all things I wish I knew in my freaking 20s like this this life would have been so much less painful if I would stop I would have stopped avoiding the things I needed to face and face them and heal from them and unpack them and mind you my family doesn't believe in therapy so I had to find my way to that I had to get sick of being sick and tired do you hear me I had to be sick of myself and even once I was sick of myself, I didn't, I wasn't even sick enough of myself to turn to God. I was trying to fix me on my own. Cause I was still upset with God for the thing that had happened in my past between me and him. Okay. We was beefing for a while. But until I became self-aware of my mess, until I could sit down and face myself, I couldn't grow. I was stuck in that low emotional intelligence I was still that hurt little girl that hurt woman who was in a, a in a toxic relationship still the woman who was I was stuck you get stuck in your trauma and so now I'm defensive now I'm bitter now I don't forgive nobody now I don't trust nobody now I got a 10-foot wall up mm -mm, you gotta prove yourself to be friends with me you gotta be like it's exhausting carrying yourself like that it's exhausting living from trauma and until you desire a better life, until you humble yourself and realize you can't give it to you, 
you won't be fully surrendered to the Lord. Okay. And then the Lord can't start showing you the things that you need to heal and grow from. This is why he must be in everything. This is why he wants to be in everything. He wants to save you from yourself. I don't know how we got here, but we're going to get back on track. Somebody need to hear that then. <laughs> but <laughs> let me read the verse that I wanted to give to y'all. So the title of today's episode was God wasn't telling me no, I was. And until I began to heal, until I sat with myself, sis, until I didn't turn to the bottle, until I didn't turn to partying, until I didn't turn to my relationship to ease my pain, to distract me for a little while, until I only had me, babe, because God has a good way of isolating you. And if you keep coming out of that isolation wilderness season that you desperately need in order to live and grow, to know how to depend on him through your daily life. Unless you go through that, that surrender isn't there. There is a verse in Deuteronomy 8 that talks about the actual process of the wilderness. It's necessary. The Israelites looped for 40 years because they couldn't sit still. They couldn't just trust God. They had to complain and murmur and groan. And God had to keep showing up for them in the same exact way every single time. They couldn't even trust God to provide food and water. And they want to go into a promised land of abundance? Oh, no, 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 babe. Don't talk about them because it's you. It's been us. We don't even trust God to pay an, our electric bill, but we are ready to just see our business blossom and grow and for us to meet our true love and for our, we're ready for promised land things. But when it comes to daily living, we're questioning God in the little things. And the Israelites looped because they kept turning to idols, things that they thought would, you know, distract them from their pain or, or deliver them from it. And that was very much how I looked at relationships. That was very much how I distracted myself. Or that, was, that was very much how I felt love or validation or felt any semblance of worth. And it, it was also a really, like I said, a really good distraction. So I can focus on their problems. I can heal them and fix them instead of healing and fixing me because girl, I was not ready to face me. I didn't have any problems, okay? <laughs> I repressed so hard that I didn't think I had any problems. I was pretty well functioning in my mind, girl. So much was there to be unpacked. But I was that girl. I was the fixer. Because if I could fix them, then to, if I could fix them to be a perfect match for me, then I wouldn't have to change. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes, I was a fixer and I attracted broken men because of that, because I needed a project, because I needed something that could keep me distracted. I attracted men who were not healed and whole and I indeed was not healed or whole. So like I said, you attract what you are. And if you meet someone in a broken place, you can bet they're broken as well because someone who is healed and whole does not want a project. Someone who is healed and whole has good boundaries. Someone who is healed and whole wants to pour from the cup they already have filled for themselves. They don't want to pour to the point of depletion. They want someone on their level. They want someone who's going to push them to continue to be healed and grow, not 
healed and growing, not dragging them down, not burning them out. And I was so burnt out in my relationships, but I put myself in the position to be. And so, babe, until I was able to face myself, until I was able to be self-aware, I couldn't even get to the point where I was giving myself permission to live a better life. And it's funny because even when you come to God, there's still so much that there has to be unpacked. Like it, for some reason we think, yes, girl, I'm not doing the things I used to do. Now I'm good. I'm ready. No, girl, it's still unpacking to do. Okay. It's still things you got to work through. Okay. There's still things. And the, the healing doesn't stop there. Just because your life doesn't look like how it used to doesn't mean you're done. There's still work to do. And because you feel better, because you feel, you know, you've stopped doing those bad habits, you stopped putting things ahead of God, you feel like, wow, I'm fixed. And healing is going to be always and always. It's going to be an ever-growing process. So we're always going to have to face ourselves because new problems develop, okay? <laughs> things you haven't been able to look at or address develop or show up because of the things and positions that God puts you in. And sometimes God will put you in a position or let you connect to people that bring up something that you're like, whoa, oh, whoa, what was that? <laughs> this happens to me all the time. I'll be like, yeah, I'm doing so good, girl. I'm moving, I'm grooving. You know, me and God are spending our time. The Everything is just going swimmingly. And then something will happen and I'm like, where did that come from? And if you are self-aware and on your healing journey, you don't bypass that. You face it. No matter how uncomfortable it is, you face it. You face it. Lord, what is this? And I give it right to him. If I'm feeling like I'm starting to compare my life, I'm feeling jealous, I'm feeling some bitterness, I'm feeling defensive. Whoa, what is that? Whoa, 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 what is that? hold up you can't be here I'm a new creature in Christ you can't be here you notice what is not your norm because peace is now my norm sweetheart I do not let myself be available for chaos any longer because if you're available for chaos you will attract it in people in jobs in spaces you will attract it because you're available for it I'm not no ma'am if you try to come over here and create chaos, I'm going to, with love, place a boundary. Doesn't mean I don't love you. Doesn't mean I can't be here for you, but I'm not available for that because Jesus left me peace and I plan on gathering every bit of it for myself. Every bit. So I want to read this verse to you. So... Once you become self-aware, once you heal and grow, you understand that God's purpose for your life is always to serve other people. It's always bigger than you. It's always to pour back into others so they can come up out of their Egypt. And you know, Egypt is the bondage. That's where they were enslaved to. And that's where you were enslaved to when you were in that old way of living, living on, on autopilot out of past trauma and pain and hurt. Not loving yourself not able to love other people, not able to connect to other people, using vices in order to distract yourself, however you're living or currently live. That's Egypt because you're a slave to things that you don't have any business being a slave to. <laughs> like, it's not good for you. 
And it's just a way to keep you out of your promised land. And so once you're self-aware enough to give these things to God, and he is faithful, guys. If you address something, just involve him in your daily life. This is what he means. If something comes up in you and you're like, this is uncomfortable, show it to him. And ask him, Lord, reveal what's in me that's causing this. He will every time, I promise. He will, and he does it for me constantly. And I feel like until I got to this healed place, this place where I'm progressively healing, I couldn't think highly of me. I couldn't give myself permission to be loved by God. I felt like there was something wrong with me or I wasn't enough or I couldn't move or do what he wanted me to or be who I needed to be in order to be enough to be loved by God. I I subconsciously thought that because I'd walk around like I know God loves me, but at the end of the day, I still had this thing in me that was like, ugh, how could you love me? And that's shame. You know, shame makes you feel dirty or not enough or lacking. Look up shame. Read The Power of Vulnerability by Brene Brown. It will definitely help you. It helped me. But until you're self-aware enough to address the things in you that are keeping you from further surrendering, further obtaining the things that God has for you. Because we think surrender just means to, oh, start acting right. Mm, Sure. But surrendering is giving your heart to God so you can live with him day to day. Like I'm surrendered to God. So like I said, when things pop up that I don't like, that don't match what he's doing, I'm no, I'm aware of it because I need God to be with me every, every day. I need you to be here. Okay, so take this from me. Even if I act out, right? Even if I have a moment, I'm like, Lord, please forgive me immediately, right? He just wants to walk with us through it. His grace is always available. His love is always available. And we sit here, beat ourselves up and and talk down about ourselves and speak negatively and feel like we're not enough, et cetera, et cetera. He's like, girl, come on, relax. Like, I. I'm still going to do it for you. Just come up out of here and give yourself permission to receive what I've already given you. And so that's why I say for the longest time, it wasn't God who's like, no, no, you can't have that. No, no, no. I was doing that. And I was confusing that for God. (sighs) Girl, we getting into it. I was confusing my doubt, insecurity, fear, worry, not enoughness, shame for God's voice. So Ephesians 2 and 10 says, we are his workmanship, his own masterwork, a work of art, created in Christ Jesus, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, ready to be used for good works, which God prepared for us beforehand, taking paths which he has already set so that he would walk in them, so that we would walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us. There is a good life prepared for you. The steps are orders. It's already there. The desires in your heart are supposed to be there. It's just you let the things that you have yet to face, the things that you have repressed, the things that you let distract you, the things that you hold on to, the ex, the unforgiveness, the vices that you love to do, the distractions that you're currently involved in, not fully surrendering to God. Oh, I'm kind of there. You know, I kind of, you know, I'm kind of living right. No, pursue holiness. God is holy. That's who he is. I'm never going to sugarcoat that. None of us are ever going to be perfect, but you're going to, you should be pursuing holiness. Don't put yourself in a position where you are going to be in habitual sin because habitual sin is unbelief. It is what it is, sis. I mean, and so it says, for we are his workmanship, 
his own masterwork. He has created a way and he has created steps that are ordered. He has planted desires in you for things that he wants to give you that are already there. They already exist, but you must get out of your way. Because, babe, the word says, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man. What God will do for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. That's why when we're hanging on to a relationship that we have no business being in, God has better. But you think it's the best you can do based on how you see yourself. You're operating in something you used to operate in. You're not allowing yourself to be in the new creation mindset that sees that, oh, if I let this go, God has more for me. And that's why we hold on to things because we don't know that. We don't believe that. In Hebrews 11, it says, those who come to God must first believe that he exists and that he is a rewarder of those who earnestly seek him. We know God exists and we come to him. But, and he showed me this, this is, girl, I'm sorry, because this wrecked me. I believe God exists and I come to him. I know that God is real. But you must also believe that he is a rewarder. Mm. You must also believe that coming to God doesn't mean he's ready to punish you, pick you apart, beat you up, make you feel shamed. People do that. The enemy does that. He's the accuser of the brethren. Don't confuse that voice for God's. Those who come to God must know he exists and believe that he is a rewarder. Ephesians 2.10 says, You are created in him, reborn from above, spiritually transformed. Your spirit should be renewed every day as you read the word, as you spend time with God, as you meditate on his goodness. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Remember, that is why I'm constantly telling y'all how important affirming is, affirmations are. That's why I'm constantly telling you how important meditation is. And last night we had our Valentine's Day Christian meditation. It was beautiful. And that's why I want to provide the members ways to spend time in his presence and be renewed because as you're renewed you begin to receive and accept that God is good you say it you retweet the memes but you don't believe it Hebrews 11 1 that's the verse look guys if you need to look that up that those who come to God must believe that he exists and that he is a rewarder of those who earnestly seek him how many of you can actually say you believe that he is a rewarder of not just those who earnestly seek him, but you, because you are earnestly seeking him every day. You, do you believe God's goodness for you? And the reason you have not given yourself permission to be used for good works or to live this good life or that he prearranged and made ready, the reason you don't give yourself permission to allow yourself to rest in the fact that God has good things for you, because You are constantly beating yourself up for things that God has forgotten, things that you've already confessed to him. You're struggling with shame and fear and doubt, worry. He's there. 
waiting to reward you. Forgiveness is available to you. You're you're not to live a life of religious practices of just going to church, read my Bible, read my word, read my devotionals, buy the Christian books, go to Christian conferences, pray in the morning for four hours and go to sleep and pray for four hours and go to church and serve in the church and volunteer. It's not tasks. When your heart has changed, you want to do that. When you love the Lord and are ready to serve you do it because your heart is genuinely there and sometimes it becomes something that you are practicing but you are not feeling because you require more surrender when things start to get hard when you start to feel like you don't want to spend time in your word or you're feeling a little apathetic he's calling you deeper you got to give up more Are you gossiping? You have to look, take a hard look at your life and at sin because we get comfortable with sin and we think, oh yeah, everything's pretty, we're pretty good. I'm pretty good. God is not playing with us. Like he doesn't like it. And it's not because he wants to keep you from having fun. It separates you from him. And so I'm telling you, you can find this place of surrender, this place of giving yourself permission by surrendering more and more to him because the more you surrender to him the more you understand his love for you the easier it is to see who you are in him to see the love available to you through him he's good he loves you he has a good life prearranged and prepared but choose ye this day whom you will serve period If you're lukewarm, I spit you out. And like I said, this is not about living a perfect life. This is about living life daily with God. And ladies, I struggle with this the most. I still have to remind myself. I still go through this. But God is just asking to be with you every day. Don't put yourself in a position because I think there's a quote that says, if you have to put yourself in a position outside of God to keep something, you're going to have to stay outside of God to keep it. If you take a job that requires you to be deceitful or taking advantage of people's trust, whatever, you have to stay outside of God to do that because that's a that will be a habitual sin. That's something you have to do every day. If you put yourself in a position that is outside of God, you will have to stay there to keep it. And that's oftentimes the thing God asks you to offer up to him, your Isaac. Once I fully surrender, once I'm like, God, kicking and screaming, child, this is not easy. I'm not sitting here telling y'all this is easy. I'm kicking and screaming every time he calls me deeper. Okay, you feeling good? We are doing good. We overcame that. But let's look at this over here. Because I've called you higher. I prepared you for good works. You're my handiwork. You're my work of art. I prepared you for good works. I prepared you to help other women. I've called you higher. Yes, they can do that. But you can't. I've called you higher. You're set apart. You're chosen. I've called you to help others. I've called you to help my people. I've called you to start that business, to write that book, to have that following, to have that community. I've called you. And so more is required of you. Yes, they can get away with that. They don't even believe in me. But you do. 
And I have placed this mantle on your shoulders and you're responsible for it. Meditate on my word day and night. Do not let it depart from your lips. Joshua 1.8, I believe. Meditate on it day and night. Do not let it depart from your lips. Then you will make your way prosperous. Then you will make your way successful. God's just asking to be involved. And he knows best. And pride keeps us thinking, well, I can do this. And I can. you don't know right from wrong. <laughs> we don't know. Why do we think we know? Like, well, I'm going to keep doing this because I'm okay. Why do we? That is pride. And that's what I mean by it will require more surrender. Surrender to God is directly correlated to what you give yourself permission for. Because once you dream big enough that you know you can't do it on your own, you need him. He has to be there. You can't do it on your own. And so the bigger you dream, the more you, you, the deeper your surrender must be. The more you desire, the deeper your surrender must be. He's leading you to it. He said it's already prearranged for a good life, girl. But we're surrendering. Because the person who was telling me no, that I couldn't do the things that I desired to do, that I couldn't have the things that I wanted to do. It was not God. It was me. Stuck in the things that I was afraid to face. Stuck in the shame. Stuck in the fear. Stuck in the worry. Stuck in thinking what other people would think of me. And I'm like, oh, I'm just waiting on God. No, he waiting on me. To face myself. To give myself permission to believe him that life can actually be good. That I could actually have the desires in my heart because he put them there. If I purify them and not put things ahead of him. So ladies, I pray this blessed you because it blessed me just sitting here talking to you about this. Because I said some things that I actually didn't realize beforehand. And... I just, I love that when that happens. (laughs) So I pray that this has blessed you in the same way. If you're looking for a safe space of like-minded women who provide a space for you to grow and heal and be patient with yourself. And if you want to show up as a mess with us, you show up as a mess. If you need to be celebrated, we're going to celebrate with you. We provide events and resources constantly all month long for you financially, for mothers, for self-care, for fitness, for our members because, and we are exclusive and I'll tell you why. Because we create a space where we share our trauma. We create a space where we share our fears. We share our deepest, darkest secrets, things we don't reveal to people because we haven't felt safe enough to connect to people to grow and heal in that way. And so, yes, we are exclusive because we protect the vulnerability of our members. But if you become a member and you invest in yourself and in our community, you are also investing in relationship with other women who show you that things are possible, who show you that you can overcome, who want to heal and grow together, who want to uplift each other, Thursday's our Bible study. Anyone can watch that. It's open to the public. You can watch it on our Facebook page or our YouTube channel. We are currently offering our Sister Circle mentorship for quarter two. That will start in April. If you are getting closer to God or if you feel like you've been distant from him, 
we are providing you group mentorship with sisters who are also looking to grow deeper in the things of God and learn how to apply them to their lives and have accountability so that you can keep track of your progress, share your progress, share your wins and triumphs, and also share your struggles. And so if you are looking for mentorship when it comes to growing closer to God with a group of women, our sister circle mentorship is open. It is, we will be enrolling until around April. So you have plenty of time to apply. You'll receive a workbook. It is 11 weeks long. You will also receive a journal so you can keep all your sister circle stuff in it. It's such a great time. The girls are opening up and it's beautiful in their intimate groups to see the growth that they've made even thus far. We started in January and it's a beautiful thing to witness. Don't forget to follow your girl on Instagram, Mikkel.Renee. It'll be below and on her Instagram for her promise circle her promise circle on YouTube as well I have started vlogging and being consistent so I can share my revelations with you guys in real time as well as behind the scenes so you guys can see who I am I want you guys to get to know me and know me as a person know that I am not perfect myself and that I struggle every week like anyone else but I believe in the God that I serve and in the process that he has me in and I just want to share more vulnerability your girl is all about vulnerability if you can't tell I feel like that's all I ever talk about but I'm all about being myself I can't ever go back or be around people or be in spaces where I don't feel vulnerable and that's why I created her promise circle because it feels like when you show up to these communities you have to put a mask on you have to look a certain way or I've always felt like I couldn't like just really be myself and like I show up every day in her promise circle a mess girl if I need to be or I can show up and be like guys I overcame this, you know, and they understand because like I said, we're a community, we're invested in each other. So they, they're not like, oh yeah, like God bless. No, it's like, oh my gosh, girl, I remember when you were telling me about that and I'm so happy for you. You know, it's, it's in depth and it's real, it's genuine connection. And, and like I said, that's why I created her promise circle because I was, I needed that. I needed genuine connection. I needed people who were actually invested in me that weren't just like, oh, kikiing like I needed people who are actually I'm invested in them and they're invested in me and we're, we're genuinely making genuine connection I'm not gonna say you won't be best friends with everybody but everyone connects be based on um what we're going through we connect to people because we open up and we have created a space for everyone to do so so I'm very grateful for you guys listening. Don't forget to reach out to me because y'all be shy, okay? A lot of y'all be listening. Like, we be doing numbers. A lot of y'all be like, girl, I checked last week. Like, I was like, oh, let me go ahead and upload this early. Girl was like 7 a.m. A hundred people listen in the first, like, half hour. I'm like, what are y'all... <laughs> What are y'all doing? Y'all working out? What y'all doing? Like, y'all be on it. So I know y'all are there. So reach out to your girl. I want to talk to you. Clearly, I just said I love vulnerability and communication. And y'all not finna listen to me every week and not be like, hey, girl, hey, like reach out to your girl. I want to hear from you. Follow me on Instagram, whatever. You could just follow me. You don't got to say nothing if you skirt or whatever. But just I want to see you. Okay, show up because your girl be posting like this on Instagram and people just like don't get me because I still have like an Instagram that's a little older. So it's like people from back home who are like, okay you know but like show up for me like come 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 follow your girl so she can be talking to her target audience okay 
thanks for watching my vlogs and also for your feedback on those as well. I appreciate you and, and I love you. And I want to pray for you before we leave, but I pray that this blessed you. And I thank you for this time that you spent with me to listen to this revelation that I got. I, I pray that it blesses you. And okay, let's pray out and I will see y'all next week. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for my sister. Lord, whatever feelings or whatever things this episode brought up for her, Lord, I pray you give her the strength to face them. I pray you give her the discernment that she needs to figure out the things in her life that should stay or should go. I pray that you give her the strength to remove what needs to be removed and to cling to what you want her to hold on to. Lord, I pray that you continue to improve her relationships and the ways that she connects. I pray that you continue to heal her heart, any brokenness or any any pain that she's experienced in her past. Lord, I pray that she is no longer living her life out from her past, but she is looking ahead to the future that you have prepared for her, that you have prearranged for her. God, you have a beautiful plan for her life. And I pray that you begin to show my sister so she doesn't settle for less than what you have for her. Lord, don't let her cling to things that are not for her in this season. Let her release things so easily in a way that she's never been able to release things before may she begin to notice that you have answered this prayer that i'm praying right now may she see the progress she's making may she see the things she's allowed to has been allowing herself to release may she become more confident in the thing that you have placed on her heart in the desire you've placed there lord confirm it to her in a way that she's never had it confirmed before I thank you again, Lord, for my sister. I lift her up to you, that her healing becomes complete in you, that she becomes whole, that she attracts people who will also give her a whole connection and give her support in her life. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. All right, baby girl, y'all asked for longer episodes, so this one was 45, okay? <laughs> so <laughs> ain't no complaining, okay? Remember, follow me on Mikkel.Renee and follow us at Her Promise Circle. Become a member of Her Promise Circle. We would love to have you. Visit HerPromiseCircle.com and click Become a Member. And your girl will see you next week. Love you dearly. Bye.